Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hola, hola, mi gente. I'm Jessica Yanez, and this is the Wine and Chisme podcast. A podcast created to amplify voices and share the stories of people from BIPOC communities doing remarkable things. All while sipping on a glass of wine. So welcome to your new Wednesday. The Wine and Chisme Wednesday. Hola, hola, mi gente. Welcome to another episode of the Wine and Cheese Mint Podcast. So I have my friend Ellie here. Hi, Ellie. Hi. Oh, wait, we need that wine. So this is like a total different thing that we normally doing. We're going to test this out and I want to hear your guys' thoughts because this is the Wine and Cheese Mint Podcast. So we decided, why don't we lean once a month, lean really, really heavy into the cheese mint. And since we decided to do this last minute because I'm visiting Ellie in LA, we are literally drinking, we're splitting a can of wine. So I'm letting her, she's taking a really long time to just bring it over here so I can tell what it is. Well, I wanted fabulous glasses and I had to find them. Okay, so we have, what is this? Go ahead and read it, what we're drinking. Sparkling rosé wine. And let's do the glug, glug, glug here. Oh, there we go. What brand is this? Bev. Bev. Salud. Definitely bubbly. Definitely bubbly. Yes. So we're just going to jump into the cheese of So just like all the pop culture stuff that happened. Obviously, we can't do all the pop culture stuff. But there are a lot of stuff happened in July. Yes, so much. So much fun stuff. So where do we start? Where do you want to start? With Kiki or with Jonah? Let's do Jonah. Okay. So if you guys have not heard, Jonah Hill was called out by an ex-girlfriend who happens to be a pro-woman surfer as well. She apparently uploaded all of these text messages to Instagram to show how he was treating treating her. Basically, I think it was the process of their breakup or breakup conversation I didn't read everything, but they had shared, I guess she shared a few screenshots yeah. of things that they had said to each other and how he communicated and sharing that she was trying to say how toxic he was and using kind of therapy language to talk to her, but it was actually kind of what she's saying in an emotionally abusive way. Yeah. So I have not gotten to all of the details as well. I've read a lot of like things. But I was watching something on TikTok where they did have somebody who had gone into more of the details. And we're going to say this without knowing what really happened. The only people who really know what happened are Jonah Hill and his ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. What is her name? Sarah. Sarah. I just don't want to be like... Sarah Brady. Sarah Brady. Okay. I don't want to be like dismissive of who she is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's super important. In her experience. Yes. But I was reading something where it was kind of a mutually emotionally abusive relationship. And I don't know if this is true or not. One perspective is that he was very emotionally abusive towards her and using therapy talk to emotionally manipulate her, right? Saying, these are my boundaries. Now let's figure out, like boundaries is not me what I tell you you need to do. Right. Boundaries is what I will or will not accept about how you treat me. Yes. So... I can't be like, my boundary is you can never wear a bathing suit or a bikini and you can never post them. That's not a boundary. That's, that is definitely manipulation. A boundary is, you know what? I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable going to the beach because of da 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 da. So I'm not going to the beach. That's my boundary. You want to go to the beach? Go to the beach. Fine. Whatever. That's my boundary though. I'm not going to the beach. Right. Mm -hmm. It's about you, not about you putting your 
wishes or your whatever upon somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think what people have been talking about was like, is that emotional abuse, the things that he was saying to her and was he weaponizing therapy talk? I think the reason why people were a little bit more shocked about it as well is because he's been known to set a boundary because he's gone through different changes in his weight over the last few years. And people would kind of come out and comment, you know, sometimes like disgusting (laughs) types of articles will say, oh, look, he's lost a lot of weight again, or oh, he looks great. And he came out and he said, which obviously has no control of what people are going to do, but he was just like, do not comment on my body, good or bad. I just don't want to hear it, which I think is great. (laughs) I think, yeah. And that's, that is great, but that means you don't comment on what you're your preference body like so this is why this is why it's kind of like okay so you're just (laughs) so how are you gonna now comment on me and what I can wear and what I can post um so obviously he's got an issue he's dealing with with that which is understandable and then the other thing is that he came out recently which um, I don't know if you watched it he had a Netflix documentary called Stutz Uh -uh. and it's basically about his therapist so it was kind of like his relationship with his therapist that he's had really? for a long time. Wait, it's like it's a documentary? Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't know about this. Yeah. So that's also why people are talking about this because he's known to be like pro-therapy. I went to therapy. This is my therapist that I had. And in it, he it was supposed to be a documentary about his therapist and his therapist's life story because his therapist has been through a lot. And his therapist was kind of like, I don't feel comfortable like that. I want it to be like a back and forth conversation. And then in like through that, you get to see how, why Jonah was going to therapy, like stuff that he'd been through, his relationship with his mom, his relationship with his weight, going through depression, all of this stuff. So this is why I think people are more, you know, when this news came out, they're like, oh my God, here we go. <laughs> like yes. a celebrity was out there talking about therapy, talking about mental health. And meanwhile, behind the scenes, he's texting, you know, he was texting his former girlfriend to like supposedly set boundaries. Right. Um, so I guess ultimately, again, we're never going to know the whole story mm-hmm. about what happened between them. But right. You and know, also, you know, if somebody was to share your worst text you've ever sent somebody. Yes. In your past. I mean, I don't want my text out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to release all of Ellie's texts immediately. <laughs> and your blackmail videos. And, and you your took bl- me yesterday. <laughs> when I was intoxicated. That means you that we're either always going to be friends or we're always going to be frenemies. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. So I think you know that's just embarrassing in general. So I, I actually, I guess my thoughts about that, like, what are you going to argue about what somebody shares? She had her experience. Mm-hmm. She felt that she was emotionally abused. But do you feel like, okay, here's my always thing. Like, why do we have to go to social media to share these things, right? Like, they've obviously, this was at a time when they were dating. He has since, like, I think it's been a couple of years since they broke up, wasn't it? He's, like, yeah. married, or if he's not married, he's having a baby with somebody else at this point. Yeah, so they broke up in the beginning of 2022. So it sounds like so, they were dating not even a full, So they were. Guess, one so they broke year, maybe Okay, year so they weren't even together a year. They've been broken up for a year and a half, but now this is coming out. So I always just find it, and this is not just a celebrity thing, but I think this is just a general thing, like, why do we feel the need to like put, you know, I don't put this stuff like, obviously me and my boyfriend don't have a perfect relationship, but when I'm pissed at him, I don't like put it on social media, mm-hmm. but there's so many people that do. Yeah. Speaking of people putting their drama on social media, moving over to Kiki Palmer and her boyfriend yeah, who had no problem showing her shaking her nalgas and you know all of these things and then she goes to an usher concert looking amazing Mm -hmm. and then he gets to put like what you a mom though that outfit that outfit though you a mom Mm -hmm. and they're still together it's not like they weren't broke i mean i I honestly don't know if they're together we i know that he's her baby daddy i don't know well at that point they were still together okay people were saying that they were dating so i think that i mean that's obviously sad because it was for him it's like an obvious double standard because he's posting pictures in his underwear in front of and he's posting pictures, videos of her 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 booty and so 
her I, I don't know like if she was like twerking or something mm-hmm. and so what would you do if Owen like called you out like that like about something you wore out <laughs> wouldn't no I mean that sounds crazy that's a deal breaker yes and Antonio wouldn't yeah he would tell me to my face yeah like are you sure you yeah know, I think I think you know I think it depends on the situation like are you coming to meet my mother for the first time mm-hmm. and do you have your nagas out yes right? and she didn't even have her she was what no, some, she, she wasn't even she wearing had, like, a thong body, she had like was, a bodysuit it was a little sheer... bit of cheek but it wasn't the whole nalga yes but I'm saying that, you know, and who somebody, cares if it was right. But the point is, is that if somebody were to say that not in public, I'm just saying even privately, if somebody were to say something to me about what I'm wearing, mm-hmm. it's only appropriate to me if it's something like, oh, I'm going to go meet, you know, going to go meet the family for the first time or going to be around family, going to like a fa- my family's, their family's yeah. baby shower, something like that. Then it's like, okay, but you're also, I'm also not a celebrity who is always looking out there looking amazing and that's their whole like persona yeah i don't ever so. have my navidad singing out anyways just because <laughs> nobody needs to see my navidad but the the chichis the girls come out yeah but i can't help like no matter what i wear you can tell right i'm chichona so and Antonio so she's like a, she's now i think the other thing and the reason he was posting was that i i believe that she wasn't as curvy before she had the baby i think that that's what people have been saying as mm-hmm. well i didn't follow that but it sounds like she's got, she's like celebrating. She's so happy because she's got like the huge butt, boobs and everything that she didn't have before. Mm-hmm. So there's that. She's just really enjoying her body. And that's amazing. Anytime that I feel we like should women all enjoying be curves that. and yes. like celebrating that because it's not sometimes what people do. I think that's so beautiful. And she was having a great time. She was being like, Sarah just Usher just had a baby, you know, within the year. And this man is, is you know, commenting, having a comment. It's like, no, sir, you should not have anything to say about that. I mean, it is, it's just nuts out there. It's so crazy. I don't know. That's just nuts that you would have to do that. Now, I guess they're not following each other on social media. She did post something. And now she's selling these shirts called I'm a Mother. Which is so smart. Yes. Like, freaking monetize that girl. Do yes, it. Do exactly. it. I love it. I, You know what? I already enjoyed it. Kiki Palmer's energy that she puts out there but now I'm like a full like I'm just like I was already like a fan fan, but I'm like a full-fledged like fan she's amazing she's just so multifaceted singer she has like an album she released I'm pretty sure she she, like performs she has a podcast that's fun I've listened to it um she's comedian she's an actress that's just so rad I love that for her so moving on but then it was the month july was like the month of divorces oh well at least a couple of divorces okay. first ariana grande and her oh i had no idea yeah ariana grande and her husband who's like a realtor person or whatever they got together during the pandemic and apparently now that really they're quickly. yeah now that they're post-pandemic and things are like he can't, he couldn't handle her celebrity. He didn't realize like all mm-hmm. of these things. I think like those really fast relationships, whirlwind relationships can work sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like my parents got dated three weeks, took me to Vegas and eloped on week four. And they've been together almost, you know, they've been together. My sister's going to be 41. So 42 years almost they've been together. Wow. That's beautiful. Um, but when it's like a celebrity and a, what we consider a normal person and non-celebrity mm. it can be really hard for that person to like deal with what comes with that i would imagine but damn she's ariana grande what the hell did you think was gonna happen yeah i wonder what have they shared any um no but i guess he's already dating somebody and apparently she's dating and again these are all this is all the chisme obviously we don't, we don't know. know um that she's dating her which McCulloch co-star her? What is the show that they're doing? I forgot. Wicked, Wicked, the oh. movie. They're turning into girl. Oh. You know another dude that did. It's been a while. <laughs> you need to keep up wow. on what's happening. But that she is with somebody from the show. Okay. And then the other big announcement, divorce-wise, was Sofia Vergara and Joe Mag- Maganella. That's crazy. What are they saying about that? That so that she doesn't want any kids and he wants kids but what yeah so he only decided that now 
I mean, you knew pretty much going into it that she didn't want kids. Like she was, you know, she has an adult child. Yeah. He's 31. He's very good looking, but he's 31. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So did they say that he suddenly decided? I don't know if maybe he's hitting his forties and now he's making that change. Cause he's in, we're not, he's not hitting his forties. He's in his forties. And so I don't know if like something changed or what, but that is a situation that I've heard. That's really sad. It is. I, think. I thought that was a real, um, I thought that was like a legit situation. Or yeah, I saw something else that she was feeling suffocated by him. I don't know if right now, I mean. Sophia's living her best life. She's spending time with her friends after being stifled in a relationship with a largely unsupportive partner. She was always there to take care of him and his career. He's threatened by her success. I mean, isn't that a tale of oldest time? Yeah. That's kind of crazy to me, though, because I feel like he's pretty big as well. Like, they're both very successful. Yeah, but she makes way more than he does. Yeah. And the, and the end of Modern Family, she was, like, the highest paid woman on television. Yeah. Well, she also has a lot of other businesses. She has Yeah, she has a panty them. business or something like she that. She also has, um, doesn't she do clothing with Walmart? Does she? I don't know. I don't go into Walmart. Know. Yeah. That sounds so bougie. I don't go into Walmart. I don't go into Walmart. I go into Target. Well, I've seen her. I think I've seen her post ads about it. So she's just like a modern. I think that's what a lot of modern actresses do now. Like they're just like. Well, yeah, because I mean. Businesses. Well, even look at. Okay. So then going into the other thing, right? Like the WGA and SAG strikes. It's almost like you have to have things. Yeah. Because they're actually. I don't know if you saw this. Probably not because you don't pay attention. <laughs> That's why I keep my sanity. <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, I'm going to pull it up. They, the WGA put something out in regards to, like, what they were asking for. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it is not that much. Like, mm-hmm. um, let me see what the sad strike demands are. So why the actors are going on strike against studios and streamers? Because I think there's a big misconception because we see, like, when we go to the movies or when we watch TV, we see the most successful of actors because they're... They're the ones promoted. Right. They're the ones who are on the show and everything like that. They're the ones who are they're the faces. But this is now, it's an agreement with the Producers Guild or whatever, including and like all the, it's basically a conglomerate of all of the studios or not a conglomerate because we're not all together, but the of all the major studios. So it's including Amazon, MGM, Apple, NBC Universal, Disney, ABC, Fox, Netflix, Paramount slash CBS, Sony, and Warner Brothers. And what is at stake is a couple of things. And one of them is increased minimum pay rates. Mm-hmm. Increased streaming residuals, because neither of them have kept up inflation, and improved working conditions. Those are so, And then royalty payments, which are contingent on the number of shows reruns. They're no longer reliable because it says streaming, which has shifted to shorter seasons over longer periods of time, has made less work available to actors. And union members want guarantees from studio and production companies about how exactly artificial intelligence will be used. They want to protect their likeness and make sure they're well compensated when any of their work is used to train AI, which basically we see the most successful of these actors. But like nine, I think they said like 95% of actors, they are, they're not these multimillionaires and so many over, I think it's like over 50% can't, you only need to make $26,000 a year from SAG jobs to make sure you have your insurance and everything like that. And over 50% of actors don't even hit that. Yeah. I think we forget how many people are in the industry and not everybody is obviously like a mega star. Yeah. I saw this guy that I follow on Instagram. Um, he's an actor, not like, you know, super fit, you know, famous, but he was talking about it because his name is Luke Cook. And I thought he was a comedian. He's just like a funny Instagram mm-hmm. and TikTok guy. He actually is an actor. Like he was in Sabrina. I, yeah, I saw him. He his was in a thing few other too. things. And he was kind of talking about that. He's like, You all think I'm just here. He's like, I have a million jobs. I've always had a million jobs just to have a living and sustain myself. And so I think we always kind of think of people like that, whoever we see, we're like, Oh, I see them here hustling on a million things. 
makes sense. It's hard. You need your insurance. You need to have some kind of living. And it's not fair that only the very top are getting everything. And you look at these numbers. That's the crazy thing. You look at these numbers and every, they're like, oh, this had a record year. They had a record year. They had a record year of profits. But that, I am not, I am not going to say I'm sorry. That's bullshit Mm -hmm. that these people that are the highest of the high are getting millions of dollars and the people that are doing the work that are making sure it gets done are getting pennies on the cent to what these people are getting. They've said the split between CEOs, gap between CEOs and payers used to be like 60 something percent. Mm -hmm. Now it's like 400 something percent, the gap between CEOs and their employees. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. I think for me, the AI thing is one of the scariest things that people can just kind of use your likeness and run away with it. Mm -hmm. That's definitely very scary and that should not be allowed. And it sounds like what they were counter offering was annual meetings to discuss advancement in technology rather than saying like, no, we can just steal all your rights. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Like they wanted more because right now on streaming platforms, the whatchamacallit is so minuscule what they get paid on Mm -hmm. reruns like streaming services yet obviously netflix made this whole thing of you can only have one account per household whatever whatever you can't share so they just reported record amount of earnings yet they can't pay Mm -hmm. and their ceo is like one of the highest paid ceos too it's really frustrating and then it really you know then you talk about the writers as well. And we live in, L- I mean, you live in LA, I mm-hmm. live in San Diego, but I still know a lot of people that are actors and producers that, you know, that are doing these things and they're not famous. Mm-hmm. They're like, they've been in things, they're plugging away, they're doing everything that they can do. But that doesn't mean that they are millionaires, that they're stable, that they feel like they can breathe. No, like you, like we're saying, most people can't. They have to have a million different jobs just so they can continue to do the craft that they love. And that's including writers because now they, same thing, they don't want to pay writers. And how are they going to voice us? Like, have you done those AI things where like, I always end up, how come I always end up looking like a white woman with blue eyes and light brown hair? Yeah. You think that that's going to like be able to create a voice for who I am? No, you're not going to capture our personalities of AI. Yeah, there's no way. I'm like, no. Okay. So let's see what happens with that. Yeah. You have to figure it out. And the crazy thing is too, it's like while they're waiting for all these negotiations, they have to turn down so many opportunities. They can't actually go to like award shows to continue to network to make a little bit of money. The they can't promote they can't the movies. They can't promote their projects. But there's actually a whole push towards independent now because a lot of independent studios have agreed. So if these independent studios who don't make that much as much money, they've agreed to these terms. That just shows like how reasonable what they're asking for is. So like support your studios. We in, you know, LA, we have Avenida Productions, which is Latino owned. They're a independent studio. They're actually putting something. If you go to Avenida Productions on like your thing, they're putting something up, raising money. I just literally just saw it today too. But I think that's what's going to happen is because people can still do indie projects. I think we're going to see a rise of like indie films and really, yeah, which is going to be awesome and cool. And hopefully we'll be able to see some of our friends and the people that we know in these things too. Yeah, that'd be amazing. We'll get to support and give back to the people that we want to see. And then that empowers us. As the everyday people watching. I know. I really hope that they clear this out, that they fix this, that they, but it just does not just relegate to Hollywood too, because how many businesses do we know that like the people at top make so much money and we're like, please, sir, can I have some more? (laughs) Yeah. It's so sad. Should not be like this. No, but then we don't do any, like the whole union busting, right? Like Mm -hmm. Amazon has really tried to bust unions. Starbucks has tried to bust any unions that have get, but this is why we need unions. Wine break. Time to refill that glass and come back for more wine and cheese man. So obviously what's going on in Texas is really, really crazy. 
first of all, like Greg Abbott has put these big things and I saw that. yeah. So people can't cross. It's so dangerous. It's so whatever telling the border patrol to, or the Rangers, I don't remember which, like throw the babies in the river. Yes. Girl, it's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. But also they just passed a law that you don't have to give workers breaks, water breaks. So it could be a hundred and in Texas, it's so humid. And so you're working out there and you're like, oh, I need a water. No, no, you don't get a water break. Like they don't have to get on water. It could be sweltering 90, 100, 110 degrees with that humidity. And I know it sounds like really silly to compare like this WGA and SAG, but that sets precedence for every right. other industry. Like what is, is it UPS about to go on strike now too? If we don't support these unions, yeah. whether you think it's going to affect you and or not, it's going to end up affecting yeah. you. Yeah, or your family members. So my mom growing up, she used to be a FedEx truck driver. Mm. Little lady, five feet tall. <laughs> she used to oh literally be delivering packages. Yes. Yeah, you met her before. It's like you see the people that usually do it now. It's usually like big, like early guys, you know, they can kind of end up jumping up. You have to jump really high on the back of those trucks to get in. And she would, she did it in Florida, sweltering heat. And you have to, you have to like race, like you're kind of racing against the clock. Otherwise, I think people don't have to pay the fees or something. That's how it used to be, you know, when she would drive. So you would have to kind of be like, I need to like drive as fast as I can, jump up and down these trucks. She has knee problems. There's all these issues now. This is everyday people around us that are affected by these things when workers' rights don't matter. So we need to make sure we're actually having empathy and thinking about the people around us that are sitting, you know, oh, maybe you think, I don't know who would think it's not a problem that people don't get water breaks. I mean, if you're if farm workers are not protected, guess what? You're gonna eat that food, and that's why we get salmonella because yes. people don't have a bathroom break. Guess where they're gonna go in the bathroom? In your lettuce that, yes. you, that they're farming for you. So it's just insane that people are not connecting the dots. So or they only do it when it's theirs. Like what happened in Florida? Now all these women are up in arms because DeSantis signed into law like no more permanent alimony. And now all of that, I, mean, I know it sounds so silly, right? Yeah. But now all these women who are okay with the anti-immigration, mm-hmm. the anti-these, the anti-that, blah, 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 are now up in arms because their alimony is being taken away. It's crazy. It is crazy. I don't know. But let's talk about something even like going back to all the other stuff. Some really... I wrote down celebrity birthdays for Aww. for July. Okay. So we can say felicidades my to birthday was our, on the 16th. Yes, and I sent you a message saying <laughs> happy birthday. Okay, so starting with July 4th, Melissa Barrera oh, cool. from In the Heights, yes. from In the Heights fame. She had her birthday uh, July 10th. And this is what started the whole thing for Sofia Vergara and Joe Maganello because she was in Italy. Her birthday is July 10th. She was in Italy with her friends with no Joe. Oh. And his, it started because this is what started because every year he would put these like gushing things. And then he just put like Feliz Cumpleaños Sofia. That's all he put. Not my love, mi amor, nothing. It was just like Feliz Cumpleaños Sofia. And people were like, that's kind of <laughs> cool. Like the things that people look into now, Crazy. like just the message, right? Um, the fact that you even have to post publicly like that is also just so annoying. I but know. again, celebrity life. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, and then we had Michelle Rodriguez. Love it. On July 12th. Gabriela Iglesias. Ooh. Fluffy. Yeah. On July 15th. Diane Guerrero from Orange is the New Black. And then that, what was her book's name? Do you remember her book's name? And I read that book. Y- oh, you did read it? Oh, mm-hmm. God, I still need to read it. That's so terrible of me. Her birthday is July 21st. Love that. And then we see Selena Gomez, and we just saw her amazing photos. Yes. How just beautiful does she look? Like, does, I feel like finally she just looks settled in her life mm-hmm. and happy. Like, she's, pobrecita's had so much turmoil in her life and mental health and lupus and this. Did you and watch that. her documentary? No, because I've not. been wanting to. It's on Apple Plus. Yeah. I, was, I, was I need to, to get Apple out Plus to get again. Into it. But I was dying to watch that. I feel like, you know, maybe that also comes from her being so open about all of this mm-hmm. finally. And like, she seems like such a kind person, at least the messages that she puts out there. Yeah. She's always been consistently that way. 
trying to be more additive. So I, you know, I wonder if that helps too, because she's been able to just kind of put her truth out there about everything she struggled with and her relationships, her mental health. That's a lot. A lot of people don't share that. So and this year alone, she's had a lot of drama, like with the whole Haley Bieber, the Mean Girls, and then like she said something about Taylor Swift being her only friend in the industry. I don't know if she meant music specific. Mm-hmm. Some people think it was music specific, and then Francia Reza was like, "Okay, thanks," and that's who gave her her kidney. But I don't know. But people were saying, "Oh, it's not." industry it was like she meant music industry that right. was wrong who knows I hope that they're friends and mm-hmm. whatever but yeah there she's had a lot of drama and on the 22nd John Leguizamo oh. his birthday was uh on the 22nd as well love that I would love to have him on the podcast that'd be fun just keep speaking it out to the world well my dream guest you want to know I'll wait to tell you who my dream guest is I think I told you already yeah. didn't I but I'll say it again well, I've said it on here. America Ferrer is for sure my dream guest. Yeah. I want her on the podcast so bad. It's going to happen. America! <laughs> Venaki! We got to do this, girl. Yes. <laughs> and then on the 24th, Jennifer Lopez. Oh. It's her birthday. And she was a joy. Yes. And uh, Salma Hayek actually posted of like a throwback photo of them. She was like, this just happened. To, she put like on her comment, this just happened to come up on my, like I found this photo yesterday. So I perfect timing. I can say like, keep shining, do all the things that you're doing, blah, blah, blah. People hate on JLo. I love JLo. I think she works really, really hard. I think people, there are certain things where things have been said that people have cleared up, but people still want to go with the drama portion mm-hmm. of it, right? I think, yeah, she's another one of those people that I feel like you have to respect that hustle of she's just always doing everything, like mm-hmm. multi-hyphenate. You, there's, that's very rare. That's very difficult to do. You're running businesses. You're performing. You have to stay fit. I mean, you know, she was a dancer, so that's her main thing originally. Singing, acting no one is perfect and does everything a hundred percent. So the fact that she could do any of that is just incredible. Like there's so many people that are unwilling to kind of put themselves out there and like step out of the box. Yeah. So I do respect that. About and her. I don't know her. So I can, I, I can't say, Oh, I love the person she is because I don't really know her. Right. Like you, we only see with all these celebrities, what they share with us. And sometimes like there's actually been a couple of times where I've heard somebody say something negative about a celebrity. And I was like, well, I've met them and yeah. it was a totally different experience. So somebody's experience does not, or, and I've heard people make shit up. Cause I was like, I know that they weren't there because I saw them somewhere else. Like that's actually happened before. And I'm like, mm. so I feel like you can never always necessarily trust what people say, but I don't know her and I've never run into her. I've so no sé nada. But speaking of her and Ben, oh, well, let me finish this and then I'll go back okay. to her. Uh, Linda Carter, you know who Linda Carter is, yes, right? Original the original Wonder Woman. Wonder, 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 not Superwoman. Oh Wonder Woman. Ay, yay, yay. I also love Superwoman. Yes. She, her birthday is July 24th as well. And then wrapping up July is Gina Rodriguez. Yay. Yes. So happy birthday, felicidades to all of our Latine superstars out there doing the thing. Yes. But okay, so back to JLo. So her and Ben Affleck actually celebrated their one year anniversary. Wow. I feel like it's been longer. I know. But how do you feel? Like, how did you feel when they got back together? And how do you feel about it now? Do you care? Do you even think, I mean, I, no, I thought about it, of course. At one point, I had a Benefer chat with my friends, just, <laughs> just laughing about it because it was so funny. I think that I'm sure a lot of people feel this way. I, I, I think that we feel like the word is not gaslit. <laughs> I don't want to weaponize therapy language, <laughs> but it feels, you know, it just feels like, come on, is this happening? Is this not happening? I think that that's just what people get tired of when they just feel like celebrities are kind of manipul- manipulating us uh-huh. into whatever they're doing that benefits them. So I think that that's how a lot of people feel where they're just annoyed. They're just like, this is just fake. Just, and then you find out that a lot of stuff, it, when you find out a lot of that is fake, you just can't believe it. It's just exhausting. Mm. So I understand why people are tired of that because I feel the same way. I'm just like, please, I'm just minding my business. Like, I don't need to hear so much detail about your life. Um, the other thing I thought, just being a fellow comms, you know, woman, 
is just it just seems like she was doing a lot of image rehab for a lot of these guys Mm -hmm. so you're like okay Ben Affleck like all of a sudden now he's a family man he's a great dad like great partner he was being on the business side you know this affects his money and his business being called you know not a good partner an alcoholic an addict all of that you know so that obviously affects his the perception Mm -hmm. so I think what we've been able to see is like now he's in Dunkin Donuts commercials he's doing all this stuff he was not talked about highly a year ago yeah so obviously whether this is intentional or not that that is image rehab that she's doing for him right yeah. so I don't know I think that that's a good thing for people to think about yeah I think I hope I think she loves him wholeheartedly like I really do I think she really was like this is the one that got away from me and this is who I want to be with and I'll take him at whatever cost that is mm-hmm. right but I'm gonna fix it. Like <laughs> I feel like she has that fix it mentality. Oh yeah, right? that's... because Alex Rodriguez was a chronic cheater. Well, that's what I'm saying. She's like the image rehab yeah. girlfriend. So is that intentional or not? That's where I mean. I think all of us just have to be a little bit of self aware before we start being like, oh my god, and I'm gonna go buy. I'm going to go watch a movie because they're both in it because I believe in their love or whatever it is. Well, like, that did not happen because as in response to Gilles yeah. years and years ago. So I don't think, I don't know if they're going to do anything like that. Did, but I mean, do they have like, didn't she, wasn't she in his Dunkin' Donuts commercial? I don't remember. Oh. But I'm talking but she was doing, wise. Well, I'm just saying like, anything. she was doing that with A-Rod. She was doing ads with him that he was not doing before. Yeah. She's much more known than him. Like mass consumer yeah. wise. Right. So that th- that's, I think that's why people, um, I don't want to say like we all deserve to be in their business and to have an opinion. But when we're being sold a certain image yeah. and then products or ads about your relationship and then we find out you're out of it and you're with somebody else and your image rehabbing him, for example, I'm like, I deserve to be like, no, I don't believe this or not. And, and then obviously I take my action in however way I want. So that's what I feel. But like I said, I respect like her hustle. I think it's really cool to be out there and be a, a woman and a, and a business owner. And just, she's just out there like trying so many things and doing so many things. And it doesn't have to be a hundred percent like perfect. Like we just hold people to such a high standard. Yeah. Well, let's move away from entertainment. The last thing we're going to do. So just so you guys know, we are going to, we saw the Barbie movies. You saw it for the second time today. Twice I saw it first. Yeah. When we start talking about it, I will let you know. So you can turn down you can turn it off. You can turn off the podcast until after you've seen it. But the other big thing that's happening right now, and talking about real women, strong women, badass women, Women's World Cup. Mm. You know, U.S. had their very first match. By the time this comes out, I think it'll be the day of their second match. They beat Vietnam very handily. But check this out. The very first person, I and oh, guy, and I hope I'm not, Fact check me on this. Okay. I believe the very first person to score was Alyssa Thompson in the USA versus Vietnam game. Score to go 11 minutes into her regular season season debut on March. Okay. Well, she did score a goal and she is of Filipino and Peruvian descent. Oh, love that. So we actually have, there's there's three Latinas on the squad. We have Sofia Huerta, whose father is from Puebla, Mexico. We have Ashley Sanchez, who is Mexican-American, and her family's from Jalisco. And then Alyssa Thompson, who's Filipino and Peruvian. Love that. How awesome is that? That's amazing. I love hearing that. Do you watch women's soccer? As When I can, and I've been to several Wave games, San Diego Wave games, and we actually have two Wave players who are on the national team. One being a very high-profile person, which is Alex Morgan. So she's been on the national team for quite some time. And then the other one is Naomi Gurma. Mm. She's a defender and she's with the wave as well. I didn't check everybody else's to make sure, but I do know those two for sure are play for the San Diego wave. They're inspiring me to watch. We should go. Oh, just come down. We'll (laughs) totally go. There's so much. These games are so much fun and they are like sold out so often. And this, they play at Snapdragon Stadium, which is where SDSU football plays. Oh, cool. And they've sold out more games than SDSU football. Wow. (laughs) Which I don't know if that's saying much, but 
but they have. And um, yeah, it's, they're so much fun. And then um, there's San Diego is going to pick up a new professional men's team. So they're the, the men's soccer is expanding and San Diego is getting one of the, is getting a team. There. That's awesome. Yeah. So we have baseball, we have soccer, we have a professional lacrosse team. Wow. Um, we don't have basketball or football, which if anybody knows me, they know I'm bitter about that. I'm still a Chargers fan, but it's hard. It's hard sometimes because SoFi Stadium is just not the same. It's just not. Whatever. It's not the same. I'm just, I hope to see the team win again. Root for these women. I mean, they've had it long, rough, and hard too, just in in regards to like pay equity and all the things that they've had to do. They've won. If you go over like the last twenty years, like they their success is so much vast, so much more vast and greater than the men's team. Mm -hmm. They've gone so much farther than the men's team, and they make like so much less than the men's team. Wow, which is crazy. Because they're the ones who are bringing in fans, bringing in revenue. So I know that they've come up, they've come up with a new um, system that's helped close the gap. But still, they're still like a pretty big pay differential there. That's so sad. <laughs> You're just looking at me with this blank stare. That's so sad. <laughs> I'm not a sports girl. I know you are. I don't uh, okay. follow. I know you just. It was. Uh, it was too funny. Literally, it was just this blank stare. Um, that's so, so sad. So sad. <laughs> Again, going back to like, why don't we? Why can't we? Especially if they're. You, you're saying they're selling out all the games. Hello. Yes. yes. It's just so disturbing. <laughs> well, okay. So the next thing we're going to talk about, you guys, if you if you have not seen the Barbie movie. Please go ahead and pause this, pause and this come, come back. back because we're going to start getting it. And we're going to have a special guest. We're going to have Ellie's boyfriend, Owen, join us to talk about what he thought. Of, he went with us to the Barbie movie. Yeah. And we're going to hear what he has to say. So I'm going to give you guys a little moment to turn off and then come back. Make sure to come back and join us for like the last half of the, the last 15 minutes or so of conversation when we talk about the Barbie movie. And we have our, I told Owen, he's our special guest for the next 15, 20 minutes. And then he goes back to being normal. How do you feel about that? Owen? <laughs> I'm loving it. Technically, I'm the special guest. Yeah, we're on record. Right. Oh, we're on the record. So now. technically, I'm the special guest. So he's the special guest of the special <laughs> guests. He carries, the special, special guest. He's carrying your cape. <laughs> uh oh, here we go. It has begun. Yes. <laughs> so we finally saw the movie. Well, you saw it twice. I've already seen it twice in two days. I will just say that is how good it is. You guys will enjoy it. Who cares if you don't like Barbies? I never played with Barbies. I didn't play with Barbies either. I was saying, I was like a cabbage. I liked Cabbage Patch Kids. I didn't, mm -hmm. I wasn't a Barbie person. I had friends who were, I just never really was a Barbie person. So makes sense. She was not, <laughs> I think back then for us, I don't no. remember like any kind of multicultural Barbies. No. And then obviously America Ferreira is part of it and I love her and she is one of, again, my dream guest. Oh, and did I, that's, she's one of my dream guests to be on the podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah. I like America. Yeah. <laughs> a, I like she's America. She's not. She, she, I was impressed with her. I, was, I thought she's, yeah, she, she had a very good view. Was she always like the main, I didn't, I didn't realize she was actually the main character at the end. Or like, well, obviously Margot Robbie is the main character. But I, felt like, I don't know, but you bring well, up an interesting point though. There's a discussion though, yeah, about yeah. who is the main character. I, okay, so just to preface this, like I did not, I did not know anything about the Barbie movie when I went into it. Like I did not know who the other celebrities were, were besides Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, mm -hmm. just seeing them. And, you know, and actually we were Ken and Barbie for Halloween. Right. And we wanted to do the roller skating scene in Venice. Cause uh -huh. that was what was like being released, like the paparazzi photos. Yeah. So that's kind of all I knew. And I was always like, Oh, I'll probably see it, but I'm not going to think about it too much. So I hadn't known anything about the characters. I didn't know that America fair was in it. So I do feel like, yeah, that's definitely a good topic. Who is, the main character. Who I are, know. Who are the most important people? I mean, obviously, <clears throat> the namesake Barbie. It's the Barbie movie. Mm -hmm. But you, I don't know. I didn't even think about that until you said that, Owen. 
Good observation. Good <laughs> You yeah. you bring you something to the table. You can stay at the table now. Yeah, <laughs> no longer at the kids' table. You no longer at the kids' table. This is so meta. We're allowing the man the man to the table. Talking so I'm, about I'm the yes. movie. Yeah. So let me so so walk me through this. I am providing male insight from and and you, you haven't you, spoken about this. No, because so I we, told you not to because you wanted to talk about what you thought about the movie right after, and I was like, no, <laughs> save it until we're in front of the microphone. <laughs> That's why I'm so excited. <laughs> well, what did you think of the movie? Are we, are we talking number, like number ratings? No, like just no. you. Your thing. Your, oh, what yeah. your th- How did what you, did you feel? How did you feel walking away from that? I felt that the Barbie movie was a lot more meta than I had initially thought. I had a feeling that it would go that way, uh, but I wanted to be surprised, and I was pleasantly surprised is what I'm saying. I think that... Uh, they touched on a lot of um, very important points, even a little curveball with the whole Ken wanting, all he wanted to do was be seen, right? I found that very interesting. I feel like a lot of guys these days have issues of wanting to be seen by women. And just because the level of, you know, the definition of being a man mm-hmm. is now so difficult, right? They have like, oh, if you want to become, you know, work here, you have to work in NBA, do these things, right? So. I thought that that was very meta. It was playful, but I get what they were trying to do, right? Mm-hmm. Because the expectations of men is just so high, right? So a lot of, I feel like men have that issue, and, and they address that very interestingly. Um, so I, 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 that was cool, and there was obviously a lot, like a lot of feminism involved here as well. And I, I don't know. I, I thought overall everything was well said. If I had anything to say about, it, I'm, I'm not sure. Anything else, like other than that's not good, I don't know. I liked how he was all about like bringing because he's in this world that he feels like he's not seen right especially mm-hmm. by Barbie but then when he goes into the real world like people are just treating him like a normal like, person yeah right he's like I'm getting respect oh my <laughs> gosh yeah. and then he thinks that's what the patriarchy is it's like. about, right? about just having respect and he brings that over to Barbie world and then I love when he's like when I realized the patriarchy wasn't about horses, I kind of lost <laughs> Which is just so funny because it's like people are just buying into the patriarchy, you know, and it's like some people just really are not interested in like all of that. That was so interesting. I thought a lot about the Barbies and Kens where they were just like, oh, it's just too much work. Like they're like, we're here to play. We're here to have fun. We're here to live the good life. Mm-hmm. And so they're realizing like, oh my God, like, no, the real world is just so complicated. Yeah. I felt that it's just so layered. It's just so complex that there's so many messages. So I, like I said, I saw it twice in two days. I literally saw it Saturday and today is Monday. And today I feel like I had even more realizations. I think I honestly, I think I could watch it four times and still find more. And then probably listen to the lyrics of the songs that they were singing because those were also, they also had messages in them. What did you catch this time that you didn't catch the first time? So there's one thing. So America Ferrera's daughter they had like this interesting, there were all these jokes. So I think we kind of talked about this, Owen, where America Ferrer's daughter was playing like the little Gen Z rebel girl who was always like calling out, you know, like, yeah. oh my God, there's this. Or like, dad, that's appropriation. You're like, how's that appropriation? You know, or, oh no, like when she first called Barbie a nut job, yeah. she goes, I mean, mentally challenged or something. Do you remember that? I know. Yeah, I caught that, yeah. Yeah, so it's like her always like not saying the, you know, and and that's kind of like where we are as a culture right now. And it is a lot led by young people, which is great. But it's just always like, oh, no, you can't use these words. You have to use these words. Oh, no, you have to use the pronouns. Like, there's a lot of that work happening, which is great. But it's so complicated. Like, you know, there's so many layers to that. And so I think that that was like her position in the movie was to be that like Gen Z tween um, I think she's Gen Z. I assume she's Gen Z. Yeah. Um, and so she was kind of always calling these things out. She's the one that said, oh, white savior Barbie. Yes, I caught that. that. So those were the types of things where it's like, oh, and it's true. Actually, this Barbie was not a white savior Barbie. She was not in a position to be like, I'm doing this. Yeah. You know, like I'm here. She was like the you. accidental because she just, she just wanted to get her arch back. 
She just wanted exactly. to be on her tippy toes again. Yeah, exactly. She just wanted to be able to fly off her roof again. <laughs> exactly. So she was like an accidental activist. Exactly. That's what that Barbie should be named, accidental activist Barbie. <laughs> well, I feel like America Ferrera says it at the end. Oh, where she's like, God. oh, we should just have an ordinary Barbie. And yeah. like, that's what she wanted to be at the end, yeah. was an ordinary Barbie. So I think that was that message. But every character had their little place. So I feel that... Like I said, yeah, her daughter was kind of calling out these things like, oh, I'm here to like call out this type of behavior. And then it's kind of funny. It's kind of ridiculous at some points. There's the Barbie CEO, the Mattel CEO, who's just like <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, like, Will yeah, he just plays like really like ridiculous, like, and he wasn't even like necessarily a toxic man, but just no. like, oh, doesn't know anything. Yes. So left out of what's happening in the culture doesn't know the right thing to say, fighting like that masculinity. Like, remember when he was like, oh, I just want to be, what if we just tickled, tickled each, each other, other in the meeting? And then the guy tried to hug him. He's like, not hugging. <laughs> you're like, oh. So it's so fun to just have those moments where you're like, oh, I see what they're doing. I loved how they really incorporated it. Like it wasn't, nothing was truly real. Like the shower wasn't real. There was no water coming out of the shower. She's not drinking any milk, but she's pouring herself nothing, drinking it like, you know, Ken beaching, you know, he's a professional beach person. <laughs> trying, to, trying to surf and runs right into the plastic waves. <laughs> so it's just like, this is just play. And if you notice how all of them, when you, they would, like when you play with Barbies, it's like they fall a certain way mm -hmm. or they can only do Yeah, like when she fell over to her side. Yeah, exactly. It was just very much like, oh, that's what happens when you would like sit the Barbies up. Like, yeah. And then they get pushed over. So that was really cool too, where it really was just. Um, well, I want to touch on something you said yesterday because you said, it, and let me know what you think and I'll say what I think. But mm -hmm. yesterday you said the most memorable part of Barbie was Ryan Gosling. And I started laughing because I was like, okay, this is supposed to be like a girl empowerment movie. And the person you're saying is most memorable is the man is Ryan Gosling. Yeah. So how do you feel about, do you, did you think that? I, I think he was surprisingly a big part of the story. I wasn't expecting him. To he was really part. funny. But I, but yeah. I'm like, you're, there's no way you get Ryan Gosling in the movie and not have him have a main part, you mm -hmm. know, especially if he's like Ken. But like, if that for that, you could get somebody else, you know, who's like yeah. lesser of an actor. So I was like, they're, they're, he, he has to play a big part, was what I was thinking. So was I surprised? I was surprised he was, and I was pleasantly surprised that he was a big part. Like, who did you was feel was like, your question? Oh. well, who do you feel like the, like, well, obviously, he surprised you more than anybody. Well, yeah. Well, that's why. Well, the, I think uh, the reason why I feel like he's memorable. I, I don't know if this is it, but because mm -hmm. you weren't expecting him to have a big role, but he did end, end up having a big role. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that was more shocking, but because everybody's like, okay, we're gonna get. A big I, role and I think Marvel also, Robin, you know? yeah, and I also think you don't <clears throat> like. He's been in like rom coms. He's been in a lot of dramatic type of movies but just straight comedy yeah. you've not seen ryan gosling in that type of role so i think over that, the top yeah comedy and like physical comedy like we know will ferrell is like ha ha, ha like big personality yeah. like physical stuff that we know somebody like him for not just like com comedic telling jokes yeah so ryan gosling was always like wink wink like he'd be like you know he always had those like frustrated moments that were so loud which are cool but yeah i was thinking about that because I'm like, oh, does that mean? But I'm like, no, actually, everything they did was very thoughtful. Intentional. So, yeah. So it was intentional in that he's, Bar like, Margot Robbie's role as Barbie was not to be, like, the feminist, the one changing everything. Yeah. She's just wants to kind of be in her role. And she's just, like, discovering she's what, what it is to Yeah. Feel. And I think she's used as a tool, right? By mm -hmm. Because initially she's used as a tool by America Ferreira's character as she's remembering these wonderful memories that she has with her daughter and using that as kind of a conduit. Like that Barbie was kind of like a conduit yeah. for like her relation, her connection to her daughter. Yeah. And now she is growing distant because her daughter is becoming this like angsty, like teen. Ah, these teenagers. <laughs> I and everybody, you know, they made that very clear that you go to the school and she's this like teen who's like, don't even talk to her because she will like rip you to shreds. 
And so America Ferrera is dealing with that. Like, that's my daughter. Like, I feel like I fully lost my connection. She's pushing me away. I mean, you know, we're women. We went through these periods as teens. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Totally. (laughs) Someone, 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 someone. What what you trying to say right now? Do you guys have that with their what? with their dads where they go, they're like, Don't talk to me. Like girls, we get mean with our moms. Yeah. We get mean with our moms as teenagers. I, I don't I don't know. I mean, what... Teenagers. Yeah. In yeah. general. I think that that's a form of us trying to like break away from having our independence. Uh, 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 yeah, trying to break away from being a child when we but but we also make the realization that we're not paying rent. You know, right? <laughs> so, Wait. You're just, so you're just so angry. No, what time? You have no control. Yeah, you want to move out, but you can't. Oh, so all you're have your do... wait. Did your parents ever threaten to kick you out? Absolutely. Oh, my mom what, one time. What person that would? <laughs> my per- my mom one time. I came home, and my clothes were in trash bags in the oh, hallway. They did the trash bag, and work. then my mom goes. You're lucky your your dad came home and he brought your clothes inside because I had them outside of the door. Oh. And I go, well, I have the keys. I don't know. I don't know how much that was gonna, how long that was gonna work for. Do you have brothers? No, oh. I'm the oldest of three, so I was like the like I had to do everything that the a boy would do, like all of the stuff to help my dad. But then my youngest sister was like daddy's girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting between sisters. Mm-hmm. See how it falls. Got it. So yeah, if Ken was going on a journey in like the real world. When I say the real world, the real world with little girls who play with Barbies. Mm-hmm. We don't think about Ken. It's about Barbie and it's about Barbie like aspirations. and like, oh my God, what can we be when we grow up? You know, and like playing these little adult games and like they're not ever like and i want to be in a relationship with ken and then this is how it's going to work and there's and not the only like reason children they say they, really only reason they say it's a boyfriend girlfriend is because that's what is like oh you want a boyfriend for barbie oh do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's oh look at this is barbie's boyfriend <laughs> well, why can't barbie have a girlfriend <laughs> so i think that maybe her and weird barbie <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's actually one interesting thing that I talked about with my friends when I went on Saturday was like, there wasn't really any kind of like queer, like Mm -hmm. some, it was implied a little bit. And obviously with actors Mm -hmm. in real life, you know, whether they're gay, I think there's a trans woman. Oh, really? I forget which one that is, but there is one that's a trans woman. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I am not sure exactly which one that is. Um, They're all named Barbie. So (laughs) I don't remember. But they don't ever really cover that. They kind of do in the movie. Like, they make little jokes, but it's not, like, a central theme. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think with Ken, it was just so fun to see that because he's kind of like, I don't feel like I'm a part of this world at all, which is true. He's not. He's not centered in that. And then he kind of goes to the patriarch, you know, goes to the real world, brings the patriarch back. But he was kind of always still trying to get back with Barbie and like, yeah. he's like, but aren't we supposed to live together? Like, I don't get it. And she's like, why? So here is Hari Neff. She's portrays Dr. Barbie. Oh, okay. Is a transgender actress and... Redheaded woman. Yeah. Uh, yes. And then okay. this was... Yeah. Barbie had the biggest opening for a woman directed film by Greta Gerwig. Oh. I love it. And obviously there's always... Far right, whatever. I'm not even going to read it. I don't even want to give that anything no. because I liked it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Overall, did yeah. you enjoy it, Owen? Overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Would you watch Overall. it again? Um, <laughs> I don't maybe, maybe like. Like on, on the Netflix TV? Or something, yeah. You know, I wouldn't pay for it again, but I understand why you would. Supporting <laughs> the movement. <laughs> no, I'm supporting the movement. <laughs> it just, it did really bring me a lot of lot. joy. Like not being a fan of Barbies. Like I think just like the costumes, yeah. like how they made everything look, how it was so I playful. enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. Yeah. Not and, that's, and that's good. I prefer that. Yeah. Because again, I wasn't a Barbie person either. I had friends that were and I'd be like, oh, what, you know, what do you do? Oh, yeah. hi. Like uh, that's yeah. how I was. So I did enjoy it a lot more. Do you so. have favorite scenes? Um, hmm. I don't know. It sounds. Do you have a favorite scene, Owen? While I'm thinking of what my oh. favorite scene would be. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> um, <Potato. laughs> 
Favorite scene? There's so many. Uh, I mean, just like like memorable ones. I know what my favorite scene is. Go for so it. Yeah, my favorite scene is favorite. when America Ferrera is telling Barbie, like, you're a woman and you're supposed to do that. You're uh, supposed to be strong, but not too strong. You're supposed to, yeah. Like, she had like a two minute monologue. Yes. That was my favorite part because it's so true. Like, it is so true. We have to be everything to everybody. We have to be, you have to speak up for yourself, but you can't be a bitch. You have mm-hmm. to do this, but you can't be this. You can't, like, we're constantly living this duality of life of what, we're supposed to do not too much of not too. It's always like, it's always feeling like you're playing what porridge is just right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like Goldilocks. And also kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with expectations and some of the celebrity cheese men. Mm-hmm. It was like, Kiki Palmer's a mom. Now she's not supposed to be sexy. Yeah. She's not supposed to dress well. Believe me, if I look like Kiki Palmer, <laughs> my nightgowns would be out 24 <laughs> seven. So it's just like, so complex. I love that. I think for me, I really love the when all the Kens were fighting. Yeah, it was just funny. so funny. funny. And then when they were when he was singing, like he was really like singing all these lyrics, and he kept talking about blonde fragility. He's like, I'm not just my blonde <laughs> fragility, which is a new one. I didn't heard of that. I've heard of white fragility, but not mm-hmm. blonde fragility. So I thought that was really funny too. That he kept he kept like saying that over and over about like the fragile. Yes. All that. So um, I just thought it was so fun. With, like it was like magical, and they broke out. Into, oh, like, like they're they're bumping chest with turning into whatever. Their beach off. Their beach off. And then it was kind of like yeah. beat off. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, that, no, was, that's, that's, that was literally, that was literally that was the joke. Were, so, yeah. so funny. But what? I, but with that, I was I was wondering. I was like, you guys are substituting. You're literally just saying beach off, and obviously we jerk off. Right? Yeah. Like, is this a PG-13 movie? It is a PG-13 movie. But I think it's not something that kids would get unless you were to actually But even then, is is that even, well, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's not something that I think even needs to be explained to kids. Little kids would not really understand it anyway. But then then that's my point. I'm like, was this meant, this was meant for the mom? I think it was meant for mom and daughters. Okay. Girls who play, like, women... And girls who played with Barbies. Mm-hmm. And I think it the was and then mom and daughter. I mean the central relationship mm-hmm. is a mom and daughter mm-hmm. in the movie. Next generation right. of Barbie purchasers. Yes. Basically. Yes. I like um, how they incorporated the male point. I think that's important. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I see I well, one thing, I will say one thing though, like at the end of it, like, uh-huh. I, like I, I thought at the end of it everything was like could I be like, oh, you know, we'll come to sort of a conclusion where it's like half and half. But the way it ended was like, no, the girls will still be on top. The guys will make their way. That you know, eventually it'll even out. And I was just like, I see what you guys are doing. Here. <laughs> I see what you guys are doing. But I they guess- said no. It said in Barbie Land, in Barbie World, is it Barbie Land? In Barbie Land, yeah, the men will have as much input yeah. as women in the real world have. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. so that was like another. But but, but, but you see what joke. I'm saying here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Uh, but I think they did say something like, eventually they'll like have the same. Well, they said they want to incorporate. But I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like this, it's it's just it's just very interesting. Yeah. Well, that's so, yeah. No, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it, Owen. Yeah. Yeah. That means it was good. I the, actually, I was telling her when we sat down, there was a lot of guys. Did you see how many guys? There was yeah. a lot of guys yeah. and guys that were there with. Their guy friends. Yeah, yeah it was homies. It like, was yeah, and it was so it wasn't just like guys there with their girlfriends. Right. It was like guys there. I don't know what they're you know what how they lean or anything, but just based on how a couple of them were acting, I think because they were straight. Yeah. Like, Do you feel like your boys would go like if you tell them now, like you guys? Should see it. <laughs> they wouldn't not. go together. I think um, that uh, if uh, they, maybe because they have. Their dads, there are a lot of, they have a lot of girls, you know. Uh huh. They probably see it. Yeah. But I, I, I brought it. I, I brought it up once, and I was like a team meeting or something, and all the guys are like, "Nah, I'm good." <laughs> I was like, "I guess I'm the only one," you know? <laughs> and I'm perfectly fine. With it. What was what was the term that they used that Ken used? Hey, I'm a awakened. Oh, I'm, I'm a liberated a, man. I'm a liberated man. That's probably that was probably my favorite that, that, line. Like, line because uh, you know. It, uh, so, I'm a liberated. Now yeah, he's so gonna he wake up. I'm a liberated man. Yeah, so, so, 
<laughs> and then what she's going to say, you're so you're annoying. So annoying. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's but that was definitely just, no, but just, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was, a, it was, that was a good call. But, you know, what was, what was going on in that scene again? It was, uh, which part? Oh, oh. they, I guess he, but he realized he just lost Kenland or oh yeah yeah Kendom to Kendom. Uh, to the Barbies and then the Barbies regain control yeah and now he's and a liberate now, because he's like it was, it's hard to lead that's what he said yeah, yeah. it's so hard to lead. Then, I didn't really want to be in charge yeah. and once I figured out that what was that uh, the patriarchy had nothing to do that's with horses horse. I just lost interest <laughs> <laughs> it was so real yeah. Well, good. thank you for joining us, Owen. Sure. I appreciate it. It was fun. It was fun being on. Yay. <laughs> thank you, Ellie. Thank you. So hopefully, you know, if we get a good response, then we can start doing like our monthly chisme download. People just submit their chisme. That they yeah. Want, that they want to hear about. Oh, yeah. Next time, like submit, send on social media or I don't know, maybe I'll create something where people can submit like what they want to hear about. And then we can, we'll do it at the very last Wednesday of every month. Have that ready. So until next time, mi gente. Thank you everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the wine and cheese podcast. For more information on today's guest, please see the show notes for links to websites and social media channels. You can check out all things Wine and Chisme on our website, thewineandchismepodcast.com. There, you will find the names of wines I drink each episode, as well as additional information on me, the podcast, and you can even apply to be a guest straight from there. You can also find us on social media, at The Wine and Chisme on Instagram, and at The Wine and Chisme Podcast on Facebook. Remember, if you want to hear more Wine and Chisme, please subscribe, rate, and review. Five-star ratings are appreciated and those positive reviews are appreciated even more. Until next time, saludos!